Good afternoon, Richmond. It's 12 noon, and I'm AWOD here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now, at 105.1 FM, it is a Tuesday, December 12th, and it's this time of the year that I really start watching college basketball games almost every single night. But this week is also finals week, so many college basketball programs are off in preparation for finals for the students to take their exams. With the next contest for UVA, Virginia Tech, and VCU being this upcoming Saturday. In the NFL last night, you had two Monday Night Football games and two upsets on Monday Night Football. That really sets up a fight for the top of the standings and the bottom with the Commanders moving into the number four overall pick. And at the top, it's San Francisco. But the power rankings have become very jumbled in the middle. We got a lot to get to on the show today. David Harrison will join me at 2.30. Mike Jones to go around the NFL at 1.30. But I wanted to start with Vince Williams. Vince Williams, the former product of VCU, is in the news after last night. He went one-on-one with Dallas Mavericks star Luka Doncic. And he held Luka to just 9 of 21 from the field, frustrated him enough that Luca spoke out about Vince Williams in the postgame. So let's start by hearing Luka Doncic explain the defense of former VC Ram Vince Williams Jr. Uh, good. I mean, he was just talking the whole time. <laughs> you know, uh, out of the bag, I told him I wish let me play one-on-one, and that's when I got a tag. So I don't know if... The refs got to just, like, let us talk, you know. It's part of the game. I love it. Uh, I think he's a great defender. Uh, but, you know, the refs, the last time, last game, uh, I didn't do nothing. We got both texts. This game, we both talking. I got the tech only, so I don't know. I thought Vince had a great game, and I will say this. At VCU, Vince Williams Jr. was a lockdown defender. But what was so impressive to me was his ability to pass, right? The small forward at VCU had decent ball handling that allowed him to get to his spots on the floor, but his eyes were always moving. His head was always up, finding his teammates in the corner, under the basket. If you were open, Vince Williams could find you. And, uh, you know, he started from the bottom here in the NBA playing G League ball, earning minutes, getting a contract. He's currently on a two-way contract and has played his way from the bottom of the rotation to starting to get some minutes here. And it was amazing the way he played against Luka Doncic there. And, uh, I mean, just really good defense throughout the entire game against Luka. Let's take a listen as Vince Williams straps up Luka Doncic one more time last night. Jaron ties his season high with 37. And open Vince Williams three. Bango! That was Vince Williams hitting the shot. Now here's Vince Williams defending Luka Doncic last night of the Mavericks. Doncic with a pull-up. Missed it badly. Out of bounds off Lively. And that was pretty much the theme of the game. Doncic just being hounded by Vince Williams. uh, Couldn't get anything going. Great defense. And you heard him after the game saying Vince was talking a lot of smack, and he was able to back it up 
for the Grizz. So that was fun news last night, and I wanted to continue in the NBA here in the opening co- uh, the opening segment with potential changes to make the NBA in-season tournament better. Now, I told you guys yesterday, I'm not a fan. I do think that it put more eyes on NBA games during off months, right, where everybody's watching the NFL, but I thought it ended way too early. I told you guys yesterday, to me, the NBA season does not start until Christmas. I watch NBA basketball on Christmas every single year, and the NBA in-season tournament ended three weeks before that. I don't get it. What was the point of it, then, if you're going to end it before the season really even starts? And now, teams that were at the bottom that I thought, oh, you're giving them an opportunity to play their stars and not sit people out and not tank because of this tournament, well, that's over now, right? And the season has basically just begun. So teams like the Wizards are sitting here. They're going to tank for the rest of the season. They're not going to try to win another game. Same with the Detroit Pistons. So here are a few Ways that the NBA believes that they can make the in-season tournament better from our friends at the bounce. They say, number one, the NBA in-season tournament is a sucky name. It totally is. I thought everyone had been calling it the NBA Cup. That's what they suggest for next season. Number two, they say, fix the courts. They say, they looked like mistakes made with Microsoft Paint. Surely there's a better way to differentiate them from the rest of the regular season than that. I, I totally agreed. I, I talked to you guys yesterday about how I thought that the courts looked stupid. I was surprised more people didn't roll an ankle because of the depth perception. It looks like you're landing in a mountain or in a lake, not a basketball court, right? I just thought the weird colors did not make it any more entertaining. I mean, seriously, what is the NBA planning here? Are, are they trying to make more eight-year-olds watch the game? So they painted the courts? It makes no sense to me. I thought that was so stupid. I told you guys, why don't we play in historic arenas? Why don't we play in the best college basketball arenas? Why don't we have a game in Mexico, a game, an international game? Spread this uh, around the planet instead of just here in America. And then they say, weaving group play in and out of other regular season games, too, is too confusing for the casual fan. They say, figure out how to have it all go down in one set chunk of games together before getting into the elimination rounds. I mean, look, they put more games on ESPN. They put more games on primetime. And yes, it led to more viewership because, oh, wow, it's on the the mothership. We're going to check it out. But I don't think it led to fans going crazy to watch the in-season games any different than, oh, it's just a regular season game. Oh, it's a good matchup. You know, when I watch the NBA, a lot of times I watch for the matchups. I watch for who's the opponent the Wizards are playing, and I don't think that was heightened at all for me in my viewing experience this season with the in-season tournament. I I just, I kind of think the NBA failed with this. I, I really do. Um, LeBron James gets another trophy. Good for him. It's it's another fake trophy that nobody will really count, just like his bubble trophy uh, winning during COVID in, in Orlando there. But it's just a, it's a weird thing that the NBA is doing, and it shows me that they're desperate. They are desperate to get more eyes on their regular season contests because in these early months of the season here, November and December, there's just simply too much to compete with. Number one, it's the NFL. Number two, it's college football. Number three, it's the NHL. And the NHL has risen in popularity over the last few years. I think that has stolen uh, some casual NBA viewers. Where the, Now they're like, hey, 
I like the hits in hockey better than the BS foul calls in the NBA where you play no defense and they score 400 points a game. That also has something to do with it. That's why college basketball is so popular because the games are easy to consume because the final score is like 65-62, not 138-136. to Nobody wants to watch that where there's no defense, it's a bunch of free throws, and wide-open three-point shots. And so I, I think the NBA is desperate. And as a big-time NBA fan myself, I'm desperate for them to do something different next season with the in-season tournament, um, with the regular season as well. Too many players sit out back-to-backs, and they're they're worried about load management and being ready for the playoffs. And if you really think about it with the NBA, it feels like there's three team, three to four teams in the West that really care. There's three to four teams in the East that really care. The other teams are searching for the next Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Victor Wembanyama. What does that mean? They're in tank mode. They're playing 18-year-olds that have no business playing that many minutes. And it's ruined the league for me, right? All these veterans that I grew up watching are out of the league now because they don't get another contract, even though they're still better than half these guys. Carmelo Anthony should still be in the league. He really should. But we're dealing with teams that are playing 18, 19-year-old, and 20-year-olds because of the potential they have rather than the talent that they play with on every single given night. And so it's frustrating as a basketball fan, and because of that, we turn to college hoops. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, I know there's a huge amount of NBA fans here in Richmond. We always finish in the top 10 in league pass viewership. So if you have an answer for the NBA and their problems, give me a call. 833-804-0910. That's 833-804-0910. Breaking news on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, powered by Odyssey, is brought to you by BetQL. Breaking news on the fan. I'm Adam Epstein. The L.A. Chargers, 5-8 and eight on the season, will now be without their quarterback, Justin Herbert. Adam Schefter reporting Justin Herbert is undergoing season-ending surgery today on a fractured right index finger that he suffered on Sunday. Per league sources, the Chargers now will be without their starting quarterback, Justin Herbert, for the remainder of the season. That's breaking news here on the new Sports Radio 910. The fan now at 105.1 FM. Spend your afternoons with Adam Epstein. Three complete stinkers. And that is the kind of inconsistency that is utterly embarrassing. AWOD Radio. Don't go to break. Just keep rolling. <laughs> go through the break. A newsflash, next time don't call in from your basement. You sound like you're doing it from hell. On Sports Radio 910 The Fan and 105.1 FM. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM and always available on the go on the Odyssey app. Download it today for free and just search 910 The Fan to hear me Monday through Friday from 12 to 3 p.m. You heard the breaking news. Chargers quarterback Justin Herbert out for the rest of the 2023 season as the Chargers weren't completely out of the playoffs. In fact, 30 of the 32 teams in the NFL still have a shot at postseason play, including the 
five and eight Chargers, the five and eight Raiders, the five and eight Jets, the five and eight Tennessee Titans, who got a win yesterday, the three and ten Arizona Cardinals, and the four and nine Washington Commanders. So you're telling me there's still a chance Washington could be in the postseason, but I don't believe it. I don't even think they're going to win another game for the rest of this season. Joining us right now, though, on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline, as he does for a little crosstalk Monday through Friday, it's MP on the mic. What's going on, Michael Phillips? I, I can only guess how many computer simulations they had to run to find that combination of events to get the Washington Commanders in the playoffs. I know, right? But you know what? If they win out, I mean, 8-9 and nine could be enough to get into the postseason because of the fact that you have the Vikings with a backup, backup, backup quarterback, the Packers, who just keep struggling, and there's going to be a team that I think gets in at maybe 9-8 and eight or 8-9 eight and nine in the NFC. So you're saying there's a chance. By, by the way, by the way, you mentioned the Packers. I think it's interesting because, like, I think the Sam Howell discussion is really similar to the Jordan Love discussion. Um, but, like, we see that one with outside eyes. We're like, man, they might be deluding themselves there, like, trying to stick with Jordan Love. And they're like, well, Sam Howell's the man, though. How dare anybody criticize it? It's just funny to see it, like, from an outside perspective. Yeah, I, I will say, though, yesterday on these airwaves, I did correctly predict a Giants victory. I just I felt like the pack were not back. I liked the way DeVito had been playing. And it, there's something about this New York team right now that's fired up. He, he's galvanized them to come together as a franchise. Saquon Barkley tried to lose that game on purpose, it felt like, at the end of the game. But Tommy DeVito with the late touchdown pass. The amount of money they have sunk into Saquon and Danny Jones, and yet the coach overcomes that. Uh, I love what he did with them last year. I love what he's doing right now. I, I just hate that the division is just a bunch of really well-coached teams with fun athletes to watch. All right, Michael, each week on the show, we each cancel a franchise. A, fran- a canceled franchise means your season is done. Turn in your helmet and your pads. We believe you do not have a chance to win the Super Bowl. But b- before we get to the canceled franchises, I need to bring up a piece of audio that took place on your program earlier today. A lot of times I'm listening to the radio. It's a good show. And I'm like, all right. Michael's doing his thing, but your producer had a show-stopping moment when he did not know (laughs) who Dr. J is. Dr. J, the doctor. And uh, you kind of brushed it off, Michael, and I I think it's a little disrespectful to sports fans. We should have hammered Josh for the next two hours. You know, I was coming off of, I I, I don't know if you caught last week when I I asked him if he knew where the Dodgers were during a Shohei Otani segment, (laughs) and he said, of course I know where the Dodgers are. And I said, okay, smart guy. And he said, they're in Brooklyn. And I looked, and I looked at him and I thought, I said, okay, that's a pretty good bit. And he said, what's the bit? And I said, oh, my gosh, you actually think the Dodgers are in Brooklyn? He goes, yeah, where are they? Um, so I, I just feel like we could probably go to a 24-7 JC ignorance format here. Yeah, if we needed. I mean, we should start calling him Doctor J. I mean, because <laughs> I, it, it's just unbelievable uh, that you, a, that you could go through. Sports. How can you go through life for thirty years and not be awareing, uh, be aware of who Julius Irving is, with so many highlights? And like you said, he played here in Virginia at one point. <laughs> I, I, iconic um, fashion icon, basketball icon cool nickname like even if you don't like it, it's got to at least ring a bell right like I, 
you know, these 18 year olds are like, you know, I think Michael Jordan's like played in black and white film. Like I, I get that, but like, you at least know the name. It rings a bell. You're Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's, Dr. J's. Like, these are, these are iconic people. I am very afraid to ask Stubb if he knows who Dr. J is. I, I, <laughs> I do not want to have to stop the show and just Joan on Stubb for three hours. So we're not even going to ask him. We're not, I'm not, look at this. I'm not even looking at Stubb right now. I can't even look him in the eye. I can't even look him in the eye. Let's get to the canceled franchises. Stubb, at least read off the list. Who has Michael Phillips canceled so far in the NFL? All right, Michael has canceled the Giants, the Cardinals, the Bears, the Patriots, the Panthers, the Rams, the Titans, the Raiders, the Buccaneers, the Jets, the Commanders, the Chargers, and one moment. The pick is in. The pick is in. For the next canceled franchise here, each week we cancel a team. That means your season is finished. What you got for us, Stubb? The Saints. Touchdown, New Orleans. Touchdown for the Saints. You're fired. See you later. I know, because you're fired. No, you're fired. And now it is my great pleasure to announce you are well, I guess it's time to say goodbye. Michael, I don't know if I agree with you on canceling the Saints. I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl, but I think they're a playoff team. Here's, here's the thing. I, I've come to realize, and, and strategy is a big part of this game, right? I'm playing to win. You play to win the game, yes. uh, as I was once told. And I've realized, like, I could, I could spend the rest of the season dodging the NFC South because they're all in it, right? Like any of those could be a playoff team. But at a certain point, you've got to be like, screw them all. Screw the, screw the whole bunch of them. And that's a hint as to who I'll be picking next week as well, obviously. I just, we're, we're done with the division. The whole division is canceled in my mind. We're moving on from the NFC South. One of them will make the playoffs. I don't care. They're coming off a win against the Panthers. They've got the Giants next week. I expect them to win that one, then the Rams, and then they close the season with the Bucks and the Falcons. And look, I- I've been kind of going back and forth on this. I want Atlanta to get into the playoffs because I want to see Taylor Heineke play. Atlanta's decided they're going to roll with Desmond Ritter for better or for worse. Then you look at the next team. It's Tampa Bay. And I'm kind of a Baker Mayfield guy, and I want to root for Tampa Bay, but they can't put together back-to-back weeks. And I look at the New Orleans Saints, and I say, hey, at least they've got a running game with Alvin Kamara. And so I believe the Saints are going to get into the postseason. Now, Michael, you've canceled them, and my pick is now in. But, Stubb, let me hear you list off the teams that I've canceled so far. All right, Adam, you have canceled the Panthers, Bears, Broncos, Cardinals, Giants, Patriots, Packers, Texans, Rams, Saints, Commanders, Chargers, and a new one this week. The pick is in. One moment. I will be canceling the... That's a Jet touchdown! And the Jets win it into the end zone! That's another Jet touchdown! You're fired. Which means you are done. You better pack it up and get out of here. Get the hell out of here. And I'd like you to get the f*** out of here. You're fired! The very rare cancel after a good win. Jets defeat the <laughs> Texans 30-6. to I'm not believing in Zach Wilson. I'm certainly not believing in Aaron Rodgers' fairy tale that he returns and leads the Jets to the promised land. They're fired. They're canceled. Their season is done. Do you have any problem with me canceling the Jets? 
I do believe that's our first cancellation after a 24-point win, uh, for <laughs> sure, which uh, I didn't know. It doesn't bother me at all. Kind of surprised you hadn't canceled the Jets already. Uh, the Aaron Rodgers dream is, is dead, of course. The whole thing was just for attention. Uh, there was never any thought that he was actually going to play meaningful football. I love, love, love that defense and do not trust the offense in any way. So if you were listening to the list of canceled teams, we are up to 13 canceled franchises, but it is week 14 because I was sick last week. Michael Phillips and I will be canceling another franchise tomorrow right here at 1215. You cool with that, MP? Uh, You know, we... This is the time of year where bold decisions need to be made. I will step up to the plate and get it done. That's Michael Phillips. You can hear him Monday through Friday from 10 to 12 noon. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio on The Fan. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM. Phone lines are open throughout the show. 833 804 0910. We like to make this the most interactive radio show possible. You can always tweet us at 910thefan or at AWOD Radio. If it's a good tweet, we will read it on air. Mike Jones will join us to go around the NFL at 1.30. And then at 2 p.m., it is Inside the Ram Horns, presented by the Red Door Guys, talking all things VCU basketball. But joining us right now on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline from the Team 980 in Washington, D.C., it's our buddy, the Rooster, Chris Russell. What's up, Chris? What's up, Awad? How are you, man? Uh, I'm doing okay. I, I have not gotten uh, my Hanukkah wish for Ron Rivera to be fired, and it just feels like Josh Harris is going to hang on to Ron Rivera for the rest of the season, and I have no interest in watching this team with him on the sidelines crossing his arms. Yeah, uh, if, if you would have asked me before Hanukkah started, what, last Thursday, Awad, I would have advised you to, uh, you know, I don't know, uh, ask for some... Uh, uh, some chopped chicken liver or something, <laughs> you know, uh, some matzo ball soup or something, something better than what you actually wished for. Because once we started the bye week, I mean, there was a slight chance after getting annihilated by the Miami Dolphins going into the bye week that Josh Harris would have ultimately pulled the plug. But once they made it through that first, say, 24-hour period of the bye, uh, there was no chance it was going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. So, so I, I know it's frustrating. I know it's disappointing. He, here's what I'm frustrated and disappointed about. You know, of course, Ron Rivera has not been good enough. Of course, he's going to get fired. Of course, it's been a huge disappointment. Of course, of course, of course. What I'm continuously most disappointed by is the players. I, I mean, everyone wants to blame the coaches. Mm-hmm. I want to blame who actually plays the game. And they continuously play like they have their heads stuck up their rear end. In, in every way. I'm sorry. It's, it's an absolute disaster. And at some point, yes, you can blame the head coach and the GM and the, and the czar and the, and the grand poobah of football operations. At some point, man, have some freaking pride and play hard and play well and do your job. It's a great point. The next question is, who do you want to be the next head coach of the Washington Commanders, given we all know Ron Rivera will be fired? We put it out there yesterday, the question of the day on the Richmond Commander, 833-804-0910. Simply, do you want an offensive-minded or defensive-minded guy, Chris? Well, I know everybody wants an offensive-minded guy, so of course you know when when they zig, I'm going to zag, right? (laughs) Um, I mean, I think there's a hell of a list of really qualified candidates 
for defensive-minded head coaches. But here's the reason why I'm willing to go there, Awad. I want, yes, to fix this defense. I want a seat. I, I, I want a head coach that also can recognize or hire or find a good offensive mind to go along like D'Amico Ryans has with the Houston Texans and young Bobby Slowick Jr. And we'll see how that plays out with all of their injuries. And they have a ton of injuries right now, including C.J. Stroud. But so far, it's worked really well. Um, I want, you know, like when, when Mike Vrabel took over the Tennessee Titans, you know, one of the things he did was he said, I'm a defensive guy. I got to get an offensive guy. So he hired Matt LaFleur, former Redskins assistant, current Green Bay Packers head coach. You know, I want something like that. Whether that's the enemy or not, I don't know. As far as names, I mean, if we're talking names, there's some qualified candidates out there that come from the defensive side. Dan Quinn, D- Dallas Cowboys, former Falcons head coach, um, and, and was with Pete Carroll in Seattle. Of course, uh, Brian Flores, the former Dolphins head coach, now the Vikings. Look at what he's done to turn around that defensive uh, regime up in Minnesota without Kirk Cousins, without Justin Jefferson on the other side to help, with a lot of turnovers. Look at how good that Vikings defense has become so quickly under Brian Flores. And that's just starting those. How about Raheem Morris, the Rams defensive coordinator, who we're going to see um, this week, and we're going to see Sam Howell go on the road, granted not an intimidating environment, um, against Raheem Morris. Sure, it helps to have Aaron Donald, but remember, they don't have Jalen Ramsey this year. Uh, they lost a couple of other guys in free agency. Raheem Morris has done a good – he's an ex-head coach. He obviously has some familiarity with this building long ago, but he does. To me, these are guys that we should be talking about more instead of Boy Wender Ben Johnson. I'm – Absolutely agreeing with you, Chris. See, we're cut from the same cloth here. I'm so tired of hearing about Ben Johnson and his overrated offense that seems to not be able to win a game now in December. I want defensive-minded as well. And here's the thing. Everyone always says, oh, you, you switch. You go from offense to defensive coach, a defensive coach to an offensive coach. I want to stick with a defensive coach. You know why? Because Ron Rivera failed defensively. He mm-hmm. wasn't really mm-hmm. a defensive-minded guy because the defense always let this team down. And I believe the Skins are at their best when they have an elite defense. And I still believe in the talent that we have on the defensive side of the ball. If they were coached well, Chris, I said the same thing yesterday. Dan Quinn would be my guy. Dallas's D is yeah. ferocious. Yeah, and and the way he uses Micah Parsons and right. the way he has developed some of those secondary guys – Remember, kind of, you know, Bland, who has the six-pick six, nobody knew really anything about him coming into the season. Nobody really knew how good he could be. And this is without uh, losing their top corner in Diggs, losing one of their top linebackers in Leighton Vanderesh uh, midway through the year. Um, and now they have a defensive line injury as well. The way they use Micah Parsons, the leadership that he seems to show. And I know in talking to people that were – under him in Atlanta, they rave about, you know, the quality of a guy, number one, but also the kind of motivator and leader he is just because things didn't ultimately end right in Atlanta, just because they blew a 28-3 lead in the Super Bowl to Tom freaking Brady and the New England does not mean that Dan Quinn cannot be a successful head coach his second go-around. And again, Brian Flores is a different cat, is a different you know person. Um, you, I mentioned Raheem Morris. There, there's others. Yeah. Um, but, I like but him. The point, but, but the point being, Awad, again, seems like you and I are on the same page. 
you know, yes, of course, quarterback development is so important, but I need my head coach to be not only a a football coach, but also I need him to be an experienced leader of young men. Yes, I and want him I'm to sorry, experience winning. Yeah, thirty-seven-year-old yeah, Ben Johnson just doesn't do it for me. No, sorry. And, and and here's the other question: Is well, you you want an offensive guy? I still believe we have the offensive guy in the building in Coach Eric Bieniemy. One year's not well, enough for me thing. to just say, "Hey, move on from yeah. him." Yeah, I mean, that's the other thing. I mean, I, you know, because part of me really wants to keep Eric, to keep yeah. the language, to keep the system, yes. to keep the scheme the same. It seems, it seems, I don't know that Sam Howell speaks highly of him. The problem is, is other players don't speak so highly of him because they're afraid to work too hard. Yeah, but do we have any tired. names or is it just anonymous? No, because all those players I, I mean, speaking up, they can get the heck out of town. Seriously. Well, that's, the pro- that's the problem. I mean, I think I know who some of the names are, but I don't know who some of the names are. And and does Eric know who some of the names are? Mm-hmm. And does the new regime, whoever's coming in, know who some of the names are? Or will they be able to find that out? That I don't know, Awad. But here's what I do know. I want a hard-ass, a disciplinarian, yes. a tough guy. I don't care about players being mad that they have Monday off instead of Tuesday or that meetings keep them away from their family. You have five and a half months off a year. Shut up. I know. I mean, that quote just drove me crazy. The The whole work-life balance thing isn't right under Eric Bieniemy. You're not in the same, you're not in the right line of work if that's what you're complaining about yeah. because all the best teams in the NFL work extra hard. They spend extra hours in the building. <clears throat> the reason the commanders are constantly below 500 is because they don't do that. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I mean, I, I'm with you. So ideally the structure for me would be, again, you hire, a, you know, maybe a president of football operations, then a general manager, or at least a general manager. Maybe you look for a president of football operations to kind of go with the general manager as you go along, but hire the general manager first or ahead of the head coach, then hire the head coach. And if the process takes two or three weeks, the process takes two or three weeks. I am willing. I am willing to surrender on losing, you know, uh, uh, again, uh, uh, what did I call him? Uh, 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 you know, Ben Johnson. What, what, I, I forgot. What, boy what Wonder really or something. Little. Yeah, yeah, Boy Wonder Ben. <laughs> I'm willing to more than surrender Boy Wonder Ben or Bobby Slowick Jr. or whoever the hot offensive coordinator name is to do a qualified lengthy, exhaustive search. I'm wi- I need to do it right. And the one thing I continuously hear from people I talk to around the NFL, it's not, you know, anything grand. It's they do ideally want to hire a younger, younger, not young, younger head coach and general manager to kind of grow together in the Pittsburgh Steelers mentality. Because remember, that's where Josh Harris was a minority owner. That's where he's rooted. And I know Kevin Sheehan, my colleague at the Team 980, your colleague uh, as well, uh, reported that Marty Herney is being leaned on for advice. It's possible that Marty Herney stays on as some sort of senior advisor or or something like that. Uh, He's not, I don't think he's going to be the general manager. I don't think he wants to be the general manager, but I'm okay. I'm okay with that. As long as it's not, as long as we're doing the process, right. As long as we're doing the process, right. Yeah. I'm reading the report right now that Marty Herney has become a trusted voice. And I I hate that. I want to completely clean house. Anybody that had any connection to Dan Snyder still has that stench. No matter how much they wipe, Chris. 
Well, he's got more of a connection to Ron Rivera than Dan Snyder, which makes it even more interesting to me is if he does stay on in some capacity, senior advisor, football, whatever, you know, how, what does that mean? Is Ron Rivera still influential? Uh I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It's, It's something that I haven't put enough thought into, but you could maybe keep him around until a new president of football operations or a new GM slash president, uh, whatever title you want to give, arrives and gets settled because they're going to need body count. They're going to need man hours to sort through this this transition, Awad. Chris, great stuff as always, man. I appreciate it. Uh, glad you're feeling better, pal. Thanks a lot, appreciate man. You. That's Chris Russell. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to Awad Radio on The Fan. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Richmond's home for VCU basketball. Every game can be heard here on The Fan. Virginia Tech Hokies, the Washington Commanders, and, of course, a ton of local sports talk with the Junkies from 6 to 10, MP on the mic from 10 to noon, and then I take over from 12 to 3 before passing it off. To Grant and Danny, if you missed any of the show, you could check out the podcast by searching AWOD Radio on Spotify and iTunes. You can hear each hour of the show, plus a full best of hour every single day. And it is December 12th. There are 13 days from now and Christmas. And I'll tell you, Stub, I'm becoming the sports Grinch. Yeah? I'm becoming the sport. There's a lot of things in the sports world right now that are just pissing me off. And, and I could go on several rants about it. Uh, number one, I don't like the JMU football hire. I do not like the hiring of the new coach. I can't believe they spent the entire season convincing people they belong in the FBS bowl game to then hire a coach from the FCS. This was their opportunity to get a big-name coach to turn their program into the next level. I think it's going to take a step back. They're already going to lose several players in the transfer portal. We might not be talking about JMU football again. It's going to be Virginia Tech and UVA that dominate these airwaves. I'm pissed at that hire. It seems stupid. I'm upset with the NCAA for not accepting Joe Bamisil's waiver. What does the man have to do to get on the court here? That's, he came yeah. home to be with his sick dad. And they're going to let all these other players? It seems like every freaking day there's a new player that the NCAA accepts the waiver for. Now, VCU's got a lawyer up and spend all this money for Joe Bamisil to maybe get back halfway through the A-10 schedule. I hated the NBA in-season tournament. I thought it was so stupid. Oh, congrats, LeBron. You got another fake trophy to go along with the bun, the one from the bubble. I am becoming the sports Grinch stub. Not having any holiday cheer. None. None. I'm taking presents. <laughs> or Hanukkah cheer. Not, none of that. And no. we're in Hanukkah. I'm, I'm, I'm upset with everything in the sports world. And the latest thing that is pissing me off and turning me into a sports grinch is Shohei Otani's contract. And the fact that he signed with the Los Angeles Dodgers. It's terrible for baseball, if you ask me. The best player in the league, the only guy that we've seen in 100 years be able to throw strikes and hit bombs, is playing games at 10 p.m. at night. <laughs> Nobody's going to watch them play. And he signed this contract that is 10 years, $700 million. But he's not even going to get the money. 
He's going to defer it all so that he can help his team be relevant. I think it's so stupid. Who would sign a contract like that? They get some interest, too. It's just unbelievable. $680 million of the $700 million contract will be deferred. So it's basically a $20 million contract, Otani. You're broke, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah, who can live off $2 million a year? I mean, are you kidding me? I'm so upset with it. He's going to start making money 2034 to 2043. We, I mean, there's so many people with these deferred contracts that are still getting paid. It's like, enough already. I just, I'm so over it. I'm so over it. Um, What's his name? The sports guy, Chris Russo. He had an interesting take on Otani's deal. Let's roll the tape. Baseball has to do something about this. This is not right. Otani is going to defer... $68 million a year of a $70 million a year deal so the Dodgers can spend money. So he is only going to take $2 million per year over the course of his 10-year contract. That is completely bogus. You cannot allow that to happen. Baseball is going to do something about that. Let me get this straight. So Otani signs a $700 million total contract with the Dodgers, and he makes a deal with the Dodgers where he's going to defer, essentially the whole part of the contract, is going to defer $680 million of the contract so the Dodgers don't have to pay a luxury tax and can buy all the players. That is absolute garbage. Baseball can't allow this. I mean, this is circumventing this. You can't allow a ball club to spend $700 million on this player and then defer all the money so they can spend more money without paying a luxury tax. The whole idea of the luxury tax is to prevent hoarding of major league players. This is an absolute disgrace. Baseball cannot allow this. This is a joke. Baseball is going to allow this? They're going to allow the Dodgers to, uh, to, to bring on Otani and allow them to defer all the money so they don't get sit there and they get murdered with a luxury tax to give them a chance to sign all these players? Why don't we just give the Dodgers every player? Give them Blake Snell. Give them the Yamamoto. Give them Otani. Give them everybody so they can win some championships. I haven't won in 100 years. Why don't we give them everybody? Is this what baseball wants? I totally agree. And I don't usually agree with the Mad Dog. It's a loophole. And baseball is letting the Dodgers cheat because of it. They can keep signing more players because Otani's not going to get paid until he's got great grandkids. So does this affect their, in 10 years, who they can buy? Or is this just completely? No, they're pushing the money down the hole. They're, they're just moving the goalposts. Oh, we'll deal with it later. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah, let's win a couple championships, make our organization worth more money. And I, I was looking at Stephen A. Smith's uh, response to this, yeah. and he brought up that the Dodgers beer in their stadium is 30 cents more an ounce than every other stadium in America. <laughs> <laughs> I just. That's how they're paying for it. Uh, first off, I'm upset with the whole thing about Otani's, like, <clears throat> how he went through to sign with the Dodgers and how, you know, all his friends, people in his inner circle said, oh, you can't tell anyone. And then there was the whole plane to Toronto. I knew he was going to sign in L.A. You know why? Because he likes living in L.A. And he's been playing in L.A. with the Angels. He just went to the big brother. That's all he did. And now they're going to be able to sign a million other players because he doesn't get paid until 2034. Yeah, how many how many contracts can they defer? I don't know. <laughs> can they just get everyone? Yeah, that's what it seems like. Major League Baseball doesn't care. They don't care. They don't care. They're just going to let the Dodgers cheat and win so that there's one team on the West Coast that's relevant. And then in the East Coast, it's the Yankees. That's a, the Yankees. That's all people care about. I, I just, I wanted him on the East Coast so that I could actually watch him perform.
That's what I wanted. And now you're going to let him play in L.A. and not make any money until 2034 because he's going to defer, 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 and let the Dodgers sign more and more good baseball players so that they can have this super roster, the L.A. super Dodgers. It's just... It's frustrating, and and it's becoming impossible for smaller teams to be relevant now. It really is. Otani's annual salary, all right, is bigger than the current projected 2024 payrolls of eight teams in Major League Baseball. More than the Guardians, the Marlins, the Royals, the Brewers, the Reds, the Pirates, the Orioles, and the A's. How is that fair for baseball? It's not. It is ridiculous. It's just, <laughs> it's just unbelievable. so much money. It's unbelievable. He, you didn't think he had enough time in L.A. with the Angels. Now you're going to let him stay in L.A. with the Dodgers. Can he move already? <laughs> Go to a different town. My goodness. I just, You know what I, I realized I don't like? West Coast baseball. I don't like staying up late to watch a sport that I already think is boring 90% of the time. Oh, you're going to make it quicker. Oh, there's going to be a pitch clock now, so the games are going to last 30 seconds shorter. My goodness. I'd rather watch the Squirrels than stay up late and watch Otani and the Dodgers and get no sleep when I'm at it. They just they made it hard for baseball fans, and if you ask me... It's already impossible to find the game on TV. Oh, is it on Masson? Oh, I don't have Masson. It's blacked out here. It's unbelievable. Baseball is the worst sport in the world and making it easy for their fans to watch their games. I have a Yankees friend who's complained to me last year because he said, oh, one game was on SNY, the next game was on Apple TV, game after that was on Yes Network, game on Thursday was on ESPN, game on Friday, Major League Baseball Television. How do you know where your game is going to be when you want to watch it? It's all sports are, are getting into this, and it's it's too it's too hard to I, follow. Believe me, as a sports Grinch, I can tell you, <laughs> stop putting sports on streaming services. The frames per second are terrible. That's the reason I watch sports. Is it for be it to be smooth, not clunky? Yeah, prime struggles sometimes. Yeah, I'm but. just I'm becoming a sports Grinch. That's what I've become. Everything is upsetting me today. <laughs> Everything in the sports world. There's nothing I like. What's the top story on ESPN? It's probably going to piss me off. Is it Tommy DeVito's agent? Do we need to talk about that guy again? The passing Paisano. Oh, my gosh. Mahomes and his regret and the outburst? I mean, shut up, Patrick Mahomes. You're like 22 years old and you have two Super Bowls. That's more than anybody in the NFL. What do you stop complaining? Your friend Katarius Tony, who sucks, who sucked on the Giants, who sucks on the Chiefs, was five yards off sides. Of course they're gonna throw the flag. Ah, and you and you got all these co- uh, college players that are gonna enter the transfer portal and they're not even gonna play in the bowl game. Well, why should I watch all the stupid bowls out there? The Cheese It Bowl, the State Farm Bowl. It's gonna be a bunch of underclassmen because nobody wants to play anymore. They all just want a payday. They all just want a big bag of money to sit on their ass and do nothing. I hate everything about sports right now. I don't like it. And my football team will fire their head coach even though he's a buffoon. What am I supposed to be excited about? The Wizards suck. The Nationals suck. Caps are doing okay. Caps are okay. (laughs) Ovechkin hasn't scored in two weeks. That's the only thing that I care about. I'm losing my mind here. It's the sports grinch on the fan. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back.